No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to the Monday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Monday. Sean, I, you know, I talked to you yesterday on Noble Live, so I feel like it's disingenuous for me to be like, oh, how was your weekend? I kind of know how your weekend was because I talked to you yesterday. But, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this, today is day one for you. You're starting a new diet plan. And I, I don't know how much of the specifics you want to get, but I do want to yeah. check here off the top before we get into the lead. Day one, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Should I be worried that you're going to get a little hangry on me? Or should I be worried that you're going to snap at me? What should I be I mean, worried I'm, about I'm, here I'm, on I'm, I'm good right now, right? Like, we're this is... I woke up this morning, so I'm about, you know, four and a half hours into this, you know, five forty-five, six o'clock's when I got up. Um, haven't ate yet. Part of the deal, part of the plan. I'm taking the revitalized uh, journey, which is uh, it's pretty cool, actually. There's the technology that's within revitalized. Like, they scan everything. They make up a program that is completely geared towards you, your metabolic makeup, things that you need, things that you're lacking, trying to get your body right from the inside out. And then they give you the program to go ahead and do it. So literally day one, day day one today. So we'll give you more information about the revitalized program. I'll take you through my journey throughout uh, here on No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. But yeah, new new, new deal today. We'll see where it goes. It's, uh, It's exciting. It's fun. It's a pretty awesome program, to be perfectly honest with you. I will say for everybody uh, listening, normally I, you know, I Skype Sean in the morning. We get our, you know, our prep process, and it's a little cheery. Right, we're both excited. We're getting ready to prep the show. There was a little bit of a zombie feeling coming out of Sean today, so I didn't know how it was going to work. I was well, kind of just, you know, treading lightly around the situation. But you seem to be okay. You seem to be in good spirits. I was so right I was, now. Oh, I was doing some work, some some okay, other work, right now, some scripts and doing some things. So I was a little bit. You know, uh, not not quite as peppy as I uh, normally am. Listen, you're my friend. Talk I'm about worried about you. No, I'm good. I just want to know how day one was going. Okay, day that's one. We're again. We're only about four hours and some change. A little over I'm four, like maybe four forty-five into this thing. Sixty-day journey or something. Yeah, that you're about 40, to embark 40, on. Day, forty forty-day forty-day journey. journey. Yeah, well, okay. it's it's beyond that, but that's the that's the hard part. The forty days is the very structured portion of this, and uh, today is day one. So thirty-nine and a half more to go. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where we get. Sean, if you could please hit the music so we can tell everybody what is needed on the Monday. We're going to get into uh, the four playoff games during the weekend in the divisional round, the super divisional round, in the not-so-rapid rundown, so you're not going to get that here, unfortunately. But there are some NFL stories that I do want to mention, Sean, and I guess we'll start here. As we sit here on Monday, January 18th, there are only two NFL head coaching openings vacant. It'll be the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles because we learned late last night that former Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley, he's he's relocating. Not that far. He's just got to move his office across the way, and instead of it saying defensive coordinator, it's going to say head coach because he's the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So, again, just a quick visit across the, across the building to the other side, new office form. You just got to change the nameplate out. But that's it. He's going to be the new head coach there in, in L.A. with the Chargers. And we learned that because the Saints have been eliminated, it appears that at some point this week, probably Wednesday, Dan Campbell, the assistant head coach, tight ends coach in New Orleans, is going to be named the Detroit Lions head coach. So, Sean, I ask you this. You're Sean Crespin. You're a rising up-and-coming coach in the NFL ranks. Which one of these two jobs are you taking, man? Yeah, so I've got left the Texans and the Eagles. There you go. What is my current position in the National you, Football League? You Who am, the op- I? am I? Am the, I Eric the, the enemy? The coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Sean Crespin, offensive I'm, coordinator. I'm John, that means I'm John Gruden, and I've got a 10-year, $10 million per year contract. I'm not leaving. Uh, no, but listen, if if, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, in all seriousness, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm taking a real hard look at those two if I'm on their list and reports it goes back and forth whether or not the Texans have him on their list I think they do because they're trying to appease Deshaun Watson who we'll get to here in a moment uh, but if you're if you're Eric Bieniemy, and what happens if you don't land a head coaching job this week or this year I should say I just get to go back and coach that guy named uh, Patrick Mahomes with that coach named Andy Reid and you know life is still pretty good if I'm Eric Bieniemy. If I go take the Philadelphia job, what am I getting myself into? If I'm taking the the Houston job, what am I getting myself into? You know, so I they're not very attractive. If you're gonna make me pick one, I'm taking the All Eagles, right, so- man. I'm taking the Eagles. I think I have more to work with at the quarterback position there because I don't have a disgruntled quarterback. So I think I'm taking the Eagles. And and let's add to it, Sean. Uh, have you seen the rumor of who was interviewing late into the night for that Philadelphia Eagles job? And boy, is this a case of how the mighty have fallen. Josh McDaniels is interviewing for that job. And you consider that this guy was the guy. He signed on the dotted line. He was he was going to be the man in Indy. And the night before, got a little bit of cold feet, and boom, he stays in, in New England. And now... The only job that he's even being considered for right now is the Philadelphia Eagles job, and this surprised that you're not wrong about that. It's it's uh, it's things have changed. Uh, but are you surprised that the OC from Buffalo, who was really we all thought Brian he Abel, was yeah. we all thought he was the guy, and when with the Chargers, and all of a sudden you get the, you get news yesterday that he's not. Uh, are you surprised by that? Because it really felt as if that was the way they were going. So I'm surprised that Dable didn't get one of the jobs. I'll say that. I, I'm and specifically the Chargers job. I'm not surprised that teams have convinced themselves that if they wait too long, they're not going to get a good coach, right? I mean, that just seems to be the way things work in the NFL. Oh, oh God, the Chiefs and Bills are still in the playoffs. We can't hire Eric Bieniemy or Brian Dable because how are they going to put together a coaching staff, right? They're just they're going to be so behind the eight ball compared to everybody else. It's a ridiculous thought process, and all you have to do, Sean, is look at the team here in town because the Arizona Cardinals, the year they hired Bruce Arians, hired their coach last in that cycle. Sure did. They did pretty. They did pretty well in the in the BA era here in, in Arizona. That worked out pretty well for Cardinals fans. They waited and they got it right. I think teams. I think I, I'm going to fault them here because I think that's a mistake to do that. They, there's some good coaches that they're, that they're missing. And Brandon Staley was probably a year away, uh, in my opinion, from getting one of these jobs. He was an up-and-coming defensive coordinator. He was probably going to be the Robert Sala of, like, next year's head coaching class. But the Chargers seemed to like what they what they saw from him in the interview process, and maybe they wanted to keep continuity with the offensive coordinator and they knew Staley wouldn't change the coaching staff up. Who knows? But that's the, old, that's the decision they went. So only two left, the Eagles – and the Texans will keep an eye on where they go. All right, Sean, yesterday on Noble Live, you asked me a very pointed question when it came to Deshaun Watson. Do you think there is more than a 50% chance that Deshaun Watson gets traded? Because once we cross that 50%, uh, you know, lexicon, you're in. You're you're like, I'll, okay. I'll start taking serious. it serious at that point. Sean? Right now, I still believe Texan. Sean? Ask mm-hmm. 50%. It's time to take this seriously. I'm officially there. What moved you from 10, well, literally 45 hours or 24 hours ago? We wrapped up the show yesterday at 10.45 a.m. So what changed in the last 24 hours? When Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport speak, I tend to listen. 
And there was a wave of momentum yesterday of stories of sources inside the organization say that he's played the last snap. The ESPN reporter who covers the Texans and Schefter pointed this out, said that the team is starting, you know, the team is potentially making plans about fielding offers for him. And then you have Ian Rappaport late last night, early this morning on Good Morning Football, be like, yeah, the Jets and Dolphins are best suited for Deshaun Watson, but don't be surprised if the Panthers throw their name in the mix. Like, just all of this stuff makes me think that, like, there's no way Deshaun Watson's going to play for the Texans next year. Right? He's just not. And and Sean, I caked into that answer is even if they don't decide to trade him, he might say, "I'm not playing. I'm just going to sit this one out, guys." So I just think there's so much momentum in that direction. Yes, there is time to heal this, but if you believe the ESPN story that came out with Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter, which said that firing Jack Easterby wouldn't even fix this problem because Cal McNair would have to fire Cal McNair. It's a direct quote from the ESPN story on this. Boy, does that make this situation feel like it's unfixable. And, and not to quote another Houston athlete, but when a problem is unfixable, that Houston athlete, he left. He went someplace else. And I think Deshaun Watson might be following him out the door. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I understand it. Uh, again, we're not even through this season yet, and we're talking about where somebody's going to be next season when you can't even make a move until, what, March? Nothing well, can change on. until I'm, March. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought this up because I went and looked at history on this. Do you remember, in a different scenario, had nothing to do with the disgruntled uh, quarterback, but do you remember during the playoffs three years ago, Alex Smith got traded. Now, they couldn't process the trade until March, until March. 14th when the league right. year started. Right. It was on January 30th, like I think it was Pro Bowl weekend, when it was like, oh, the... the the Chiefs are trading Alex Smith, right? That could happen here. It is plausible that this situation is so unfixable that, like, next Saturday there's a trade that happens. Can you imagine? It might be the worst calendar year for a, for us for a single NFL team in terms of their their personnel to be absolutely taken to the shed on the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, only to within the same calendar year lose to Sean Watson as well. Sean, like, it's a bad year for Houston sports fans, That is dude. so bad. Their baseball team is destroyed for cheating. Their baseball team is getting destroyed for cheating. Their basketball team stinks. They traded away all the players that have any sort of star value. And and now your football team is a mess? Find me another sports team to root for in Houston, man, because these three are not doing a very good job. So I am greater than 50%, Sean. I have crossed the threshold it is now time to take this seriously and maybe that has to do with the fact that i saw somebody and i posted this on twitter uh put deshaun watson in a jets jersey they did a jet they did a jersey <laughs> oh there clock. it is and, and there maybe is. that was what put me over the top maybe that there pushed me a little bit i mm-hmm. nudged me in that direction i i won't lie now sean i'm i'm going to say something that that inherently to close out in the lead could become very dated material and i and i know when we try to do this we try to be as up to date and as current as possible the suns are scheduled to play a basketball game today against the memphis Grizzlies. Yes. They're playing. The Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies played the 76ers, I believe, earlier in the week, and the 76ers have contact tracing issues because of that game with Memphis. So the Suns are supposed to play Memphis today. It appears as that game is is, is getting the green light and it's going to go. But just keep an eye on this today while you're listening to the show. Just keep an eye on it because I think that they're going to tip off at like what is it? New, uh, what is it? Three o'clock this afternoon. I think the ball is going to go in the air and they're going to play. But who knows at this point? I mean, yeah, there's nothing to add to that. I mean, listen, they don't tell me they're going to have to cancel another game. I mean, it's been, what, a full week? Was it last Monday? It was last yeah, Monday. Yeah, it was last Monday. But, last Sean, Monday. Don't you get this, didn't you get the same feeling I did when you saw the 76ers have contact tracing issues? Yeah. And they played Memphis, and you're like, wait a minute. The right. Suns are supposed to go play Memphis. Suns, they got on the plane yesterday. 
They flew to Memphis. They are in Memphis right now. So unless something changes drastically, that game is being played. Finally. Would you say, would you say they're walking in Memphis? Or? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Look at you with the dad jokes today. Usually that comes from this side of the screen. Look yeah, at you with the dad jokes today. Uh, but listen, I'll be interested to see if, there's, if they're rusty. You know, how they come out early in this basketball game if it does indeed get played, which I believe it still will unless something changes from now. Um, I... You have to put that disclaimer out there. It's very good. But, it's very it'll good. Be, if the game gets played, yeah. uh, which I think it will as of this yeah. moment. But I, I, you know, I, I wonder how rusty they're going to be coming out. You, you wonder what they'll look like early in that basketball game, having not played for a week. Not just not a game. Like if this wasn't just the All Star break. Like they have not played for a week. Practice. Yes, yeah. anything. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how they look if they do indeed play this game. But it, as of right now, they flew out yesterday. It does look like it is on. So there you have it. That is what is in the lead here on our Monday edition of the show. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. We do it each and every football Monday. It is the not-so-rapid rundown. We will recap all the games next year on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips. If you're in the market, how, how awesome is that, right? Well, it's possible. Noble.com. Head over to Noble.com. 10,000 vehicles right there for you to browse. And what you have your eye on, more than likely, you're going to find it right there at Noble.com. And with the Noble Express option, how about you test drive it as well? How about you don't even leave your house? They're going to bring it to you. You can test drive it right there. You can fill out the financial application when you're done with that test drive. You love the new ride that you found on Noble.com. You can fill out the financial application through the Noble express option they're going to deliver the ride to you once the process is completely uh completely done as well you don't even have to leave your front door to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and prices that just can't be beat but what if you're a traditionalist you want to go see it you want to go visit that car and vehicle test drive it go through the regular process 19 arizona locations 21 dealerships 17 brands that's right north south east or west doesn't matter where you at Earnhardt. They've got you covered. Erdhart Auto Centers, Noble.com, the Noble Express option. You can't beat it. You know it's a name you can trust. A 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. Schubert, that ain't no bull. All right, that music means one thing and one thing only. And, Sean, with four games, I feel like we can keep this quick here. I think we can. Get... A lot to get into here, Schubert. I can't make any promises. Right. When it comes to talking NFL football, you always try to make me go with the rapid rundown. It became the rat not so rapid rundown. Even though the Raiders have not played football for three weeks, I still can't make any promises that I'm going to be quick. But let's get into it. Where do you want to start? Saturday, Sunday, well, first game, last game. Where do you want to go? Let's go in order of the games in order right. to which they were played. There's a lot to get into just from yesterday's game, so we'll do those at the end. And let's start, Sean, with what I think it, it, when you when you watch the game, and I know the score says 32-18 Packers-Rams. I think when you watch the game, I think you saw what you expected to see. The Packers, the better football team, the more talented football team, the team playing at home, they won the football game, right? And they, they impressed because they, they took it to a Rams defense that had been good all year. Yeah. But I don't think the fact that the Packers won this game the way that they did should shock a lot of people. The Packers are a very good football team. The Rams, outside of their defense, have been a flawed football team at times this year, and they were playing with a quarterback who was banged up. Packers, they did what they what we expected them to do. They win this football game. Yeah, it was never really in doubt, right? You just, I mean, Jared Goff looked okay throwing the football too. I mean, he was twenty-one to twenty-seven. He didn't look like he was struggling with the thumb quite as much as he did in the wild card round. But it just, it never felt like the Packers weren't in control of that football game from the get-go. You know, so I mean, they got up sixteen to three early in the second quarter, um, and the Rams, I thought. You know, where they really put it away to me, Schubert, was when the Rams answered 
late in the second quarter. I think there was like 29 seconds on the clock. The Rams answer at 16 to 10. You're thinking you're back in this game. And then Aaron Rodgers, boom, boom, boom. Three quick completions, field goal to end the half. It's back to a two-possession game going into the break. And you're like, that's it. That's done. That's ball game. That's it. Aaron Rodgers is being Aaron Rodgers right now. Just discount, double check all you want. Go ahead. Do your thing, Aaron Rodgers. He's been sensational through the uh, through the postseason, throughout the entire year. He's your MVP. But yeah, that game was never really in doubt. The Packers had it from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, and to your point, uh, the, the Rams scored that touchdown with 29 seconds left to make it 16-10 Packers. Five yeah. plays, 54 yards, 29 seconds. Dude, Mason Crosby, 39-yard field goal. Boom, boom, boom. You're, yep. you're back up nine. And, and that was how quickly uh, they were able to do things against this Rams defense. So yeah, they will, they will now host the NFC Championship game next weekend all right sean there's a lot to get into from this football game because i think this was a huge missed opportunity for the baltimore ravens the bills win this football game 17 to 3 and if i told you sean if we go back to to the show we did on friday when we prepped these games if i told you that the baltimore ravens were going to hold the bills to 17 points i be honest with me here you would respond with wow ravens are in this football game they got a chance to win this football game they hold the bills to 17 points yet it never really felt like the, Ra the ravens were going to be able to get anything going offensively they struggled to run the football lamar struggled with with, with passing he threw the bad pick when they finally got down into the red zone and had a chance to score a touchdown. That was basically all she wrote, Sean. That was their one opportunity to keep this game close. And once they didn't cash in on that opportunity, it felt like the game was over. Well, and the missed field goals as well didn't help them, right? They got themselves in position to get some points, but they, yeah, they couldn't They couldn't punch it in. They settled for field goals. And Tucker was, you know, I'm not going to blame them either. That wind was absolutely no, swirling. So, the, But the, that does hurt when you, when you leave points on the field. So, yeah, the pick six was the backbreaker, 17-3. to three. You know, listen, I told you I told you take the under on Friday. I said take the under, Bills will cover. I, I thought it would be closer than this, but uh, Bills will cover and, and take the under, and that's exactly how it played out. Um, the, the Bills on both sides of the football, I thought, came in with a really nice game plan. They sold out. Now, the wind, again, didn't help the passing game on either side, but they sold out to stop the run. They were giving up 4.6 yards plus per carry throughout the regular season. That was their biggest issue, stopping the run. And then here come the Ravens, right? They're running the hell out of the football in the last month and a half or so. And you thought, okay, that's your that's your path to a win if you're the Ravens. But the Bills just sold out to stop the run. Said, Lamar Jackson, beat me with your arm, uh, with the wind and everything else going on. I mean, Lamar... It, 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 they, just, they just didn't have much to offer offensively, and the Bills get the win. Good game plan, I thought, for Buffalo. Uh, they took advantage of, of, of opportunities when they had them. The pick six, obviously, was the backbreaker, but let's go, Bills. Circle the wagons. Let's go, baby. Nobody let's circles go, the wagons baby. like the Buffalo Bills. All right, no. Sean, we'll get into the Sunday games here. Chiefs-Browns, this game a lot closer than I think people thought, but if you listen to us on Friday and on the Noble Live Show, what did I say, Sean? Chiefs win, Browns cover. That's exactly yeah. what happened in this football game. Although it was closer than we thought, the Browns had a legitimate chance to win this football game. They did, and I don't care what face you're giving me here. Just get out of the way. Give me a moment listen. here. Give some love where love is deserved because ah. the, the, the Cleveland Browns, they showed up. They played good football. The Chiefs missed an opportunity when Patrick Mahomes was still in this football game to pull away, just like they have done all year. They have missed opportunity after opportunity to pull away in these games. They let it be close, and they opened the door, and the Browns almost came storming through the door. You cannot deny that, but the well, Chiefs can, are still the Chiefs. I can deny they that because they didn't the almost come storming through the door. Let's talk about that possession, right? They have the opportunity. 
It's right there. It's theirs. They're ready to go. They get the interception. My boy Carl Joseph, former Raider, gets the pick in the end zone. All of a sudden, off of off of Chad Henney. What, what a bad throw, by oh, the way. He was, it was, it was, was like throwing a punt. He was, was like, like on the ball. Miscommunication, and yeah, it wasn't good. But Chad Henney throws the interception after Patrick Mahomes leaves the game, exits with the concussion, which we'll get into in a moment. But you've got an opportunity to go down and take the lead and the play calling all of a sudden gets conservatives as all get out. Like, I, I, that last drive, they, they, I mean, they, they seven plays, 12 yards. So, no, they didn't almost walk through the door. They didn't even get to midfield on that drive. And then you had to get a stop, which you weren't able to do. Chad Henney with the, the scramble and dive, baby, and he comes up just short. And all of a sudden, Andy Reid. What back-to-back plays, those Yeah, ones. Andy Reid's like, look at the, you know, we're talking about the manscape. Yeah, Andy Reid's got a lot to shave with the, the, the calls that he made. Holy hell. Going forward on fourth down. I love the call. You know, uh, you had uh, uh, you had Tony Romo going, look at their body language. No they're play not, here. They're, they're not, not calling it. Play. Snap, roll it's right, beautiful. hit hill, first down, ball game. You know, but it was, uh, listen, it was closer. I didn't expect them to have an opportunity with the football to go down and score to take the lead late in the fourth quarter they did but they didn't take advantage of it it was never even close uh you know for them to them be taking advantage of it now we have a whole new thing to talk about again today with uh the fumble into the end zone rule we have the the concussion with patrick mahomes hopefully he's all right appears to be okay but now he's got to go through the protocol who knows so that let me tell you that works a lot of people not really sure what the protocol is First and foremost, you have to have no symptoms while resting. So just going through your regular day, right? Oh, okay, I don't have any any symptoms, just going through my regular day. Then I have to pass the the cognitive test on the computer, the uh, the baseline test that you take in the preseason. I have to pass that. Then I have to go through a cardio workout with also not showing any symptoms. Once the cardio workout is done, then you have to hit the practice field with with some form of physical contact with other people while also not showing any symptoms. Now, each one of those can only be checked off one per day. So the earliest we are going to know whether or not Patrick Mahomes is going to play football in the AFC Conference Championship game Friday? is Thursday. That yeah, is the okay. earliest we will know. Um, he's going to play football in the Conference Championship game. Something tells me that baseline test might be a little easy this time around. But, you know, I, that's what he has to go through. That, I, that, that's a that's a lot are of you things get, to check off the box. On me, Sean? I'm, just, that, I'm, that I'm kidding. I'm on the video side. You can see the facetious look on my face. Yes. I'm kidding. Yes. But well, they, but there's but, a lot to check off there. And, you know, yeah. Hopefully he's okay. That was, dude. When he tried to stand up, that was scary. When he and, tried to and, stand up and his legs buckled and he went back, that was, that was scary. And, and I will add, even though you were being facetious, this is why this stuff is handled by a third-party independent right. process. Right. Is so we don't get into that gray area where what Sean was joking about ends up happening. Like, he has to actually pass all this stuff to be able to play. Okay, real quick, um, because this is a long conversation. Fumble rule into the end zone needs to change or good as it is? Well, it needs to change. No, it, it, needs it to, does it, not. It, it needs to change, but that's not my biggest problem with that play. There's a referee standing right there on the pylon, and he doesn't make the call for well, the for the, the lowering problem of the is helmet. He's, he's stand, yeah. No, listen, he's standing there on the pylon. The only shot we had as viewers on TV that that we could see was helmet to helmet was on the other side of him. No, but you so, can, but no, 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 because the penalty is lowering the helmet. You're telling me from his angle, his vantage point, where he's standing at the, the defender, I believe it was Sorensen, yeah, coming right at was, him, he can't see him lower his helmet. We, like, we had like, we we had a we had a camera view from roughly where that guy was standing, where that official was standing, and it was rough. You couldn't tell. 
So that was a missed call for certain. That, that's definitely a missed call. But I'll give the benefit of the doubt for the official that was standing there, <clears throat> excuse me, at that pylon because that was kind of a rough angle for that. And the defender does turn his shoulder, but he does lower the crown of the head. So it should have been called. It just wasn't. But I mean, let me throw it. This is probably a, a not so popular take as we're going through our not so rapid rundown here. But let me throw this out it. there. When you fumble the football, you yes. no longer have possession of it. You can't claim possession of it. It is equally defense as offense in terms of possession of the football. It is literally no different than when you kick off. When I kick off, the ball belongs to you and me once that thing is in the air. And when a ball that is unpossessed goes out of the end zone, what happens, Schubert? It's a touchback. When you fumble the ball, you no longer possess said football. The rules in the end zone just like when I cross the goal line, I get points. When I cross the 10-yard line, I don't get points. The rules in the end zone are different than when you're in the field of play. So there you, therefore, it is a touchback. Nothing needs to change. Don't fumble the damn ball. End of story. Okay, I mean, there's just so much wrong with it, but I'll just... I'll Tell just, me. I'll no, just, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's, what are we here it, for? It, so I, you are absolutely correct that it is the proper application of the rule. Right, absolutely no, no doubt in my mind. Like people were like, "Oh, you know, how can you make that call?" It's the rule, right? Just like, just like we're still trying to figure out what a catch is because the way the rule's written, it's the way the rule's written. And and you're correct. I just don't like how in this, like, we treat the end zone like it's the freaking Bermuda Triangle, and when things go in there, physics don't apply, and we just ignore how things would be called out on the rest of the field. I don't like. I, it's I will not double the down rest of take. the field. No, I will double. I will double down on this take. I don't like the whole. All you have to do is break the plane with the ball and you just do the up in the air. I don't like that either. I, I, I don't like the way we, we we use the goal line, you know, and we, we um, the what's goal the word line I'm looking is part for? of the end zone. Right. I But what, what I'm saying is, is I don't like the way we legislate that area of the field. I think it's just it, it's just weird and obnoxious. Now you're going and, way and, off base. No, I'm not. It's just it's just it's ridiculous that now we have all these different rules that don't apply to the rest of the field that now apply here. It's and the end zone. we're not consistent. It's no, a I different we're not part of the field. It does. It has different rules. You it's the end zone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling you how it's, I feel that I don't like the it's way not that the red zone. It's the end zone. It should be treated right. different. It's where right. you score. It's your scoring area in hockey. I can't stand in the blue zone. I can stand everywhere else. What? What are you? That is like, no, that you just, you just showed your, that you no, don't know hockey. Things, I don't know change, what about. things change in certain areas of the playing surface in all sports. Things are different. Well, why right. why Again. why is this one because why should you get an insurance card it's when you insurance when you card. fumble the football you're reward you're rewarding the defense for not doing anything they forced a fumble no they didn't though they well, and, and in this case they forced a fumble due to an illegal play but so you forced a fumble more. don't fumble the ball and when the ball is not possessed and it goes so what do you do on kickoffs and everything else then what happens if it goes out of bounds in those but, situations but, but see but Sean this is this is where intent and common sense matter when i'm kicking the ball off there's an intent to give the ball to the other team 
right? There's in, there's an intent to, I'm giving up possession of the football. It was not, Rashard Higgins wasn't purposely trying to advance. He wasn't like, oh no, I'm going to be short of the first down. Let me fumble it out of the end zone. Okay, so, so we, we can, can no longer have onside kicks then because the intent when I kick off is to give you the ball. No, but on an onside kick, the, ball, the intent is known, Sean. If I squib, if I squib kick or I pooch kick or any of that stuff and the ball gets me a, 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 a bounce that I end up coming up with possession for, I can't have it. I was trying to give it up to you. It's no different. The ball, when it's in the air, in those situations, is not possessed. I have equal right to it as you do. If you fumble the ball, you give up the right for that football. Plain and simple. So, so, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the rule is if I'm in the end zone, right, and I, I'm on offense, I'm in the end zone, right, I'm backed up into my own zone, and and I and I and I have the ball, and and I'm getting sacked, and I just throw it out of the back of the end zone, right? I, oops, I fumble out of the back of the end zone. What's the ruling? That's your end zone. That's not the other team's oh. end zone. Okay, but what would be the ruling? It'd be a safety. Right, because it, there's intent. There's purposeful intent. So the rules are different. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, no, that, there's no, no consistency here. There's plenty there's no of consistency, consistency here. here. People just want, it's not fair. We worked our way all the way down the field. No, no, no. We fumbled Sean, at the I, one yard line. Don't fumble the goddamn you, ball. No, you're misconstruing my point. <laughs> I want, I want to. I want to penalize a team who I want to penalize the team that does that. You don't get to fumble the ball out of the end zone standing on the two yard line and get the ball at the two. If that happens on offense and there's no clear recovery, the ball's going at the 15 yard line. See, or the I 20 think, yard line. I think it was uh, I think it was Coach Cower on the on the broadcast at halftime that said that. And that was maybe the one the one change I would accept. Okay, that's the that's what I've been proposing like since if, we started the conversation. Still, if you're still going to give the offense the ball, put them where the the touchback location would be. Put them back at the twenty. Put them back at the twenty-five. Wherever you decide. But you can't like fumble the ball at the one yard line, have it go out of the end zone, and then just magically get it back. But, like anytime a ball is not possessed and it goes out of the end zone, the other team's end zone, it's going the other way. And, and the reason why he's in any situation. But the reason why he's stretching out there is because of, again, I'll go back to this point, the stupid rule where all you have to do is break the plane and you're in the end zone. You don't even have to put the ball down. That, now you that is, have to break the plane. That's a terrible take. The end no, zone it's the, not. The goal, you the should goal. have to complete the pro You should have to put the ball down on the line. You can't just imaginary like a line hover over. I don't we, like we, that. We, we playing rugby now? I, mean, I, just, no. I just don't like it. The dumbest take ever. That is an awful take. Next game, we got hung up. Not so rapid rundown is living up to its name today. Uh, Bucks and Saints. This game went exactly how Sean Kretzman expected it to go. The Bucks win 30 to 20. They move on. They are playing yeah. in the NFC Championship game. Outside of and boy, and boy, oh boy, is this uh, is this a un just a disappointing way? I guess is the way I'll describe it for Drew Brees' career to end. Yeah. Just, if if this is how it is going to end, we're still not entirely sure. He said after the game that he's going to take some time to make a decision, but all all reports are indicating that this is the end. And uh, for Tom Brady, it is conference championship number 14. Conference championship number 14 in his career. He's got a 9-4 and four record. He's trying to make it 10. He's trying to win 10 conference championships to make his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Uh, credit to the Bucks defense. They played extremely well in this game. Uh, Drew Brees gifted them a couple of turnovers. They forced the, the fumble of Jared Cook. Um, and, and that was all she wrote. Those turnovers directly resulted in the easy drives, easy field position for the Bucks. They capitalized on it. And they win this game 30 to 20. You certainly felt like the game was going to go that way, Sean, when the Saints get those get those two early nice uh, special teams returns, and they don't turn them into touchdowns, right? They they, they only put six points yeah. on the board via field goals. That, to me, I turned to a guy I was watching with a Saints fan. I turned to him and I said, 
boy, does this game feel like that's that's it right there. Like you missed those opportunities. Well, early, to to the early, I text you too, and I'm like, this game is the exact same as the previous two because the the Bucks had nothing going, nothing, and giving up big plays. I'm like, they're gonna run away with this. And then Drew Brees was like, no, stay in the game, please. Here you go, stay in the game. Interception, touchdown. You're like, holy crap, here we go. And Drew Brees, that's a tough way, man. It, you started you started to mention it to go out. 19 to 34, 134 yards, one touchdown, but the three interceptions absolutely gift wrapped three scores for the Bucs. Uh, and you could see it early. I, I think I texted you again on there was a seam route that he was trying to fit in and uh, into like cover four. So it was there, but he had to get it there and he had to get it there now. And it, it just, the ball just took forever to get there. And I'm like, dude, you can see that he's done. It, it's over. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's unfortunate he goes out that way. It's unfortunate the Saints go out that way. But um, yeah, they didn't bring much to the table offensively. Defensively, the Saints played well because the Bucks really didn't do much. They really didn't do much offensively. Brady under 200 yards, uh, you know, 63 yards was their leading rusher for Leonard Fournette. I mean, they really didn't do a whole hell of a lot offensively. Uh, Breeze just said, here you go. Take it. I'm done. I'm out. Three interceptions. Those were those were backbreakers. So there you have it. Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Bucks are your conference championship games next Sunday. And and there we go. That that will determine our Super Bowl matchup this year in a year in which we maybe didn't think football was even going to be played uh, with the way the world was. But the, here, here we are, Conference Championship Sunday, next Sunday. Sean, let's give out some awards. Let's give out the Manscaped full-grown man salute. We'll do it next here. A Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And big news, Manscaped just released their brand-new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and all times. And if you're watching the video version of the podcast, I've just held up the box of refined men's cologne from Manscaped. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Listen, everybody knows that Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all of those below-the-waist grooming needs, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped's formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all of the right ways. You can get this over at manscaped.com. And if you use the promo code NOBLE, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. And like we said, they got the Perfect Package 3.0. They have the Lawnmower 3.0, the, the trimmer, the crop formulations, and this brand new cologne, the Manscaped Refined Cologne. So go over to manscaped.com. If you use the promo code NOBLE at checkout, you will get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls and now your body will thank you. That music, Sean, means one thing and one thing only. I got the Manscaped Refined Cologne here. You got the Lawnmower 3.0. We got to give out some salutes. We got to give out some full-grown man salutes here on a Monday. And you kind of gave mine away, Sean. So if you'll let me go first a little bit here, yeah, you kind of you kind of jumped the gun on me. All I right. really appreciate that because I'm giving mine to a guy. Listen, on this program, I've given love to defensive backs. I've given love to offensive players. It's time for me to give love to a full-grown man of a head coach, and Andy Reid. And, Sean, there have been a lot of criticisms of the way Andy Reid manages the clock and his game management skills late in the game. Now that he's won a Super Bowl, we don't talk about that. And, boy, does it take a full-grown man with your Super Bowl-winning quarterback on the sideline due to a concussion to say, hey, Chad Henney, we'll call on your number on this fourth-down shotgun play to, to save the season to win the football game. I'm going to roll you out to the right, let you make a quick little throw. 
So Andy Reid for calling a fourth down shotgun play that even Tony Romo didn't believe was going to be a thing. He was like, oh, look at their body language. They're not, they're not running the play here. No, they are because Andy Reid is a full-grown man. And he says, Chad Henney, my, you're my Michigan man. Giving you the ball. And Chad Henney came through in the big play. So Andy Reid, a full-grown man, salute to you here on a Monday. I like it. I think we should also give a nod. I'll, hear, I'll, I'll click it one time. For Chad Henney as well, because usually yeah. how that works, well, usually how that works is on that fourth down, he's going to go out there. And Andy Reid told him, if you get this look, you snap it. If you don't get this look, you don't snap that football. And Chad Henney felt he had the look. Chad Henney snapped the damn ball. Chad Henney rolled right. Chad Henney found Hill for the game winner. So salute him as well, because he had yes. some big cojones to even snap the damn thing. And even the run before that, too? Are you kidding me? We should probably give Chad Did you hear, Henny, uh, did you hear him after the game? Did you hear him after the game talk about social media and says the only social media he had is LinkedIn? Chad Henney's my hero. Chad Henney, <laughs> my hero. My full-grown man salute. I got to go back to Saturday. And oh, a hey, man. Aaron. Yeah. And a man who has, I think, silenced a lot of critics. Because in the last handful of years, it's what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Is he really one of the greatest of all time? He's got the arm. He's got the physical talent. But who is Aaron Rodgers? Well, this year, year two under Coach LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers saying, shut your mouth. I'm still the greatest in this league here in the National Football League. 22 of 36, 296, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a rushing, the rushing touchdown. Oh, Lord. I don't know which Rams defender it was, but he gave a pump fake, and dude and, jumped out of his yep. jock, and Aaron Rodgers walks into the end zone, and just as cool and smooth as only Aaron Rodgers can, uh, I got to salute you. My full-grown man salute. Raise your lawnmower 3.0 and salute Aaron Rodgers. And as always, you head over to manscaped.com, use the promo code NOBLE, 20% off, and free shipping. All right, Sean, that's going to do it for a Monday edition of the show. I didn't think we would we would spiral into an argument about fumbling through the back of the end zone and the goal line rule. <laughs> it's going to happen on sports radio across the country today, Schubert. Well, and listen, real, real quick on this. Like, I think the bigger thing to be mad at is the missed call of the lowering the helmet over the fumble. Oh, like, we sure. know what the fumble rule is. Don't, like, it, like, again, I agree with you, Sean. Don't reach the ball out. Don't but, fumble. like... The only reason they're reaching the ball out is because of the the rule that I don't think is very good. That all you have to do is just kind of break the plane and you'll get a touchdown. How is that so Higgins, not, how would how would it, 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 it's the end zone? What else I, do you want not, it to I do? It. I it's like I on safeties, people don't realize that on safeties the ball has to go completely out and not yeah. be touching the goal line at all because the goal line is part of the end zone. How is that so yeah, difficult I, to understand? I, I just, Listen, I just think there's, there's, and let me, I'll try to rephrase my point here at the end of the show. I just, there's something inherently that I feel just gross about that a quarterback or somebody just, just leaps and they do that, they do that little fake thing. And you, if you're watching the video version of the show, you can see what I'm doing. They, like Drew, Drew Brees is king of this. He takes the ball and he goes, oh, and he doesn't, he doesn't really make a play, but oh, since he crossed the imaginary plane, it's a touchdown. Like that kind of stuff, I have a problem. So when I, so when I'm running the football, you do realize that I know, the football, I know. I don't have a good. I don't have a good solution. I'll admit, I don't have a good solution. I just don't like it. Okay, you, where where the ball gets spotted is where the football was able to get to. And then if I get hit and I go backwards, I still get the forward progress to wherever I advanced the football. So if I advance, you don't agree if, with me at all that you don't like the way no, that, that that's that, like, stupid. Yeah. If I advance the football to a spot. That's where the ball goes. If it gets there, that's a touchdown. 
The goal is to get the ball to the end zone. If I get the ball to the end zone or the goal line is you're having an issue with, which is part of the end zone, that's a touchdown. What do you want me to have to put the ball on the ground? Like, yeah. So when and so when the field, well, no, you're not you're not willing to make any changes just because it's the end zone. So therefore, am I having to put the ball on the ground everywhere I'm at throughout the field? I would be fine with that. That's the I stupidest would be fine thing with that. Schubert, I would be fine. I'm going to end this program for you before you continue to go down this awful, awful. No, like, like I'll give, awful I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. I'll give this you a is the dumbest example. take ever. Really, and this isn't even a take because, like, I'm fine. Like, I don't. I'm not clamoring for the rule to be changed. Like, I, that's fine. It is what it is. I just don't like it. Sometimes I don't like the way, like, Drew Brees in particular just goes. Oh, let me just let me just dunk the ball over the the lineman and not actually do anything, and you'll give me a touchdown. But like when when a, when a quarterback is running out of bounds, right? They're running to the sideline mm-hmm. and they do this whole. I'm really three yards behind the first down, but let me stretch the ball out. Yeah. Like, I get it. That's the way the rule is. But like, right. I just don't like it. Like, just, You're advancing just, the goal is to advance the ball, not yourself. Right. You're advancing the ball. Not yourself. That's right. That's fine. In flag football leagues, you have to advance yourself at times. You have to get a flag or a hip in there, depending which league you're, you're talking about. But in the re- in, in an actual NFL game, you're you're advancing the ball Again, to a spot. I don't like I don't like the fumble rule. I would like it to be changed to something where like they get pushed back to like the fifteen or the twenty yard line, and and it, at least that feels a little bit more fair. But if they if they want to keep oh, it the there way it is. is there. Well, I knew that word bit. was coming. I knew that word was coming. It's not fair. Dude, don't fumble the football. And when the ball is fumbled and it's not possessed by somebody, it's equally owned by the defense as the offense. And if it goes out the opposing end zone, a non-possessed ball goes out the end zone, just like on a kickoff, goes out that end zone down there, that is going back the other way. That's how the rule is set. It's how it's always been. Just don't fumble right. the damn football and stop trying to make things fair. Life isn't fair. And if you fumble you're, the ball, you're right. At I don't, the one I don't yard want my sporting line, events to be fair. You're right. Gosh. I don't want them to be equally fair for everybody. Well, it is you're equally right. fair. It is equally fair. If both, if either team fumbles the ball at the other team's end zone, it's going to go back the other way. That's fair because it's equal for everybody. But don't give me this. It should be. It's not fair if I worked it down to the one yard line and fumbled it out of the end zone. Don't fumble the damn ball. Plain and simple. In a, in a non-possessed football that goes out the other team's end zone is going back the other way. On a kickoff, on a fumble, on anything. When you fumble it, you no longer possess it. You just got to get over it. Don't fumble the damn football. Plain and simple. And all these people are worried about fair. Don't fumble the ball. Final take. Sorry. And then you can follow Sean on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at S Crespin 2 We will be back on Wednesday. Everybody have a great week.